This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, if you've been keeping up with this podcast recently, we've been going fast-paced. We've been giving you the latest recruiting scoop, the latest info on the official visits, where the top prospects have been going out to now that the dead period is over. So I thought this would be a perfect time to take a step back and take a, a breath and maybe discuss recruiting in more general terms or kind of get a bigger picture of things. So we've got Chris Hummer on the line. He's a college football reporter and also the transfer portal guru for 24-7 Sports. Chris, how are we doing? I'm doing good. And I, I'm here to discuss recruiting in general terms. I listen to y'all's podcast all the time, trying to kind of get the in-depth stuff, but I'm happy, happy to keep it as general as possible when it comes and, to and that's And that's what we're here to do on, on this episode. You know, we've, like I said, we've been going really hard over the last week and a half since the debt period was lifted and, and kind of giving everyone really specific info up, up, up to the minute at some times, but this one's a little broader and we're going to do what we're going to do here is discuss some of the top prospects that the top 20 programs in the college football playoff polls need to get. So there's one recruit for every one of these programs and it's it's labeled as a must get. Now, there's I, I guess maybe an explainer here is that the fact that some of these programs already have gotten their must get, right? So there, I think it's the must get available and the players that have yet to come off the board, uh, That's that would be kind of the misnomer here but Chris let's let's kick it off with with Alabama and I think you wrote about this and you said this like it's kind of funny to even think about a must get for the Crimson Tide and Nick Saban and it seems like they get basically every recruit that they want but Walter Nolan right now is you know would be a guy really high on that list just given the fact that what he would be able to bring to that defensive line. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you made a good point about the musket at some programs we were talking earlier before we came on. Like, for example, USC already has Domani Jackson in the boat. Like, that's the guy they had to get this cycle. But this is kind of a look at players as we reset the board in June with official visits kind of opening up who these schools have to land. And as you said with Alabama, like, I don't know if anybody's a must land, but Walter Nolan, who's been in the headlines a lot the last couple, couple of weeks as he takes his visit, he had a really cryptic tweet the other day that made people think maybe he was going to shut things down with Florida coming off an OV. But for Alabama, like they haven't actually had a really standout interior presence inside since maybe Quinnen Williams. I think we think of Alabama as like D-line U, a program that constantly spits out those dominant defensive tackles and nose tackles. But they haven't had that guy in a little bit. And I think Walter Nolan really could be that guy for the Tide if they're able to land him. 
Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, (laughs) and when you bring up that tweet, it it just reminded me of how wild recruiting can get. You know, we we missed that, I think, in the 2021 cycle, right? Without the visits, with the pandemic shutting down, uh, a lot of the circus theatrics that go go on in recruitments. But now that these players are out on the road and they're hidden, they're hidden campuses and they're taking visits for Walter Nolan to go online and send out a tweet and essentially burn down Twitter with, you know, with like you said, a cryptic message just kind of reminds me of how awesome recruiting can be once things are back to normal. I think Steve Wolfon had a report that his dad said he was just kind of getting tired of it. And I think that's kind of a window. And I mean, there might be some burnout for some of these guys. I think we could see a lot of commitments coming soon. I think Bud Elliott had an article recently about that. Just because like there's so much going into this month that these kids are just like going into overdrive and there's so much happening that we could kind of see just kids just pull the trigger because they want it to be done. So it's going to be a really wild month or two for sure. Right, right. Checking in at number two right behind Alabama are the Oklahoma Sooners. And they took a major step forward in defensive recruiting in the 2021 cycles. We've already discussed that length and I feel like everyone in the world understands what Lincoln Riley can do on the offensive side of the ball with, you know, the lineage of quarterbacks and the skill position players and and how many points that offense is able to put on the board. But when it comes to defensive recruits, there's been a gap there. And I feel like that's one of the areas that they need to continue addressing. And you labeled Gabe Dindy as one of those must gets for the Sooners. Yeah. And I think people are probably wondering why the hell, I guess if you don't follow recruiting that closely, you're probably wondering why would a kid from Lakeland, Florida be Oklahoma's must get, but both his parents are Oklahoma alumnuses. I think most recently, actually, his dad got a job back in Texas, close to College Station, another school he's considering. And they're going to be in the mix as well. But for Oklahoma, they haven't signed a five-star defensive recruit since 2009. They have been getting better and better on that side of the ball, kind of under Alex Grinch, their defensive coordinator. And signing a guy like Gabe Dindy would kind of be that stamp that Oklahoma's back as not a defensive powerhouse necessarily, but a team that matters defensively in college football. And um, he's right there with Amari Arbor, who we're going to talk about in a minute, as the muskets for the Sooners this cycle. If you can land one of those two standout defensive ends, Oklahoma will be in really good shape. Yeah, Gabe Dindy, 6'3", 275 out of Florida, like you said, the number two defensive lineman in the composite according to the 24-7 sports industry-generated composite 2022 class. Number three uh, for the Clemson Tigers would be Jaden Lucas. He's number 37 overall in the composite. Another defensive prospect that, you know, could give that team uh, another boost uh, kind of an instant impact capable player Um, and and we know that Clemson moves at a different pace than a lot of these other programs and I think they're a bit more methodical they're a bit more patient and I think they don't send out as many offers as as some of these other schools so when you know uh, Dabo Swinney comes calling and he has you uh, high on his board um, you know that you're a top target and and that's definitely what Jaden Lucas would be for them. Yeah, Jaden's the number one player in South Carolina this cycle. This obviously makes him a really big priority for Clemson. When you throw in the fact that I think Clemson only signed one corner in the 2020 cycle, like this is or 2021 cycle, this is a pretty big need for the Tigers, especially with a guy like Darian Kendrick moving on from the program. He's a guy that can step in right away at corner, make an instant impact. They might lose Andrew Booth to the NFL draft this year as well. So they're going to need to replenish that position. And I think Jaden's a guy who can kind of do so quickly. But um, Blair, I... I'm curious, like Clemson's ranked, I think, number 30 in the country right now in the 2022 class in terms of the team rankings. And you mentioned the pace at which they recruit. Do you expect that to kind of pick up as visits happen and kids get on campus for Clemson? Yeah. And the thing is, Clemson is not hosting official visits this summer. 
right? So they're one of, I think, two or three schools. Uh, UCLA is, is another one, which is really interesting because Chip Kelly, you would assume in year four is trying to get the ball rolling a little bit out West, but that's neither here nor there. But I think Clemson is not going to be having official visitors on campus. They do have visitors and they're waiting and they're, they're holding back until the season to host a lot of their official visitors. So that's when we will see, I think, Clemson make its push. Uh, and obviously the on-field product always helps helps with, you know, starting to build up some of that hype, starting to get some of the recruits to to buy into the buzz. And yeah, I think that's probably the lowest we will see Clemson in the rankings because it's only going to be up from here for them as they zone in and kind of really, I, I think once they are able to figure out their board, then they sort through everything and then they go and attack and get their guys. So that's going to be one thing to monitor, especially as the season gets going and official visits continue to wrap up. We are joined by Chris Hummer. He's a national college football writer for 24-7 Sports. We're going to be back with more talking about the must-get recruits for the preseason top 20. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The month of June is finally here and the dead period is over. That means official visits are back. Unofficial visits are back. Recruits are hitting campuses from coast to coast. And we've got it covered all right here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the whole month of June, we are adding a new feature called the 5-Minute Morning right here on this podcast feed. So you do not want to miss all the action. All you have to do is check this feed out during the week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, in addition to our Tuesday and Thursdays episodes here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. All right, Chris, so we broke down what Alabama, what Oklahoma, what Clemson, you know, I feel like we're we're talking the who's who of college football right now. And whenever we talk about that who's who list, it always includes Ohio State. And, you know, given what they did last year in the cycle, finishing behind Alabama, but they, they you know, I think people forget Ohio State had the lead in the, in the re- recruiting rankings for a long, long time throughout that cycle. And, and similarly to a lot of the programs we've already discussed, Ohio State can kind of pick and choose some of their prospects and and re, be a, a bit more selective uh and, and you mentioned that you teased it earlier omari abor the number 21 overall prospect in the composite would rank way up there for the buckeyes as they continue to build this class yeah obviously ohio state's really just done whatever they wanted in texas the last like four or five years uh, if you go back to jk dobbins and bearing browning i believe in the 2017 class all the way through last year when they nabbed donovan jackson out of bel-air texas uh, the five-star, quite a few prospects in between that group too. This year, they obviously have Quinn Ewers, the number one overall player in the country from South Lake Carroll. And I know Quinn would like nothing more than his fellow Dallas area player, Omari, to kind of join him in Columbus. And Ohio State's all in on Omari. They really want him. I think he's near the top of their board, if not the top in terms of defensive players, the cycle. Uh, they view him as a special pass rusher. And that's a program that's produced everyone from Chase Young to the Bosa brothers recently. Uh, Larry Johnson's one of the best defensive line coaches in the country, if not the best. And they're making a pretty strong pitch to Amari, uh, who's also considering schools like Oklahoma, which we talked about earlier, LSU, Alabama. 
kind of the best of the best in the country. So his uh, his recruitment's going to be really fascinating to watch. In, in the past, I feel like, you know, you would look at a school like LSU and you're like, okay, you know, if you're a defensive back, you're going there. Miami with the tight end, right? Like for the longest time, I felt like Miami, if you're a, a top tier tight end and you have that offer, it's kind of a no brainer. USC with the quarterbacks, um, you know, and I feel like Ohio State now, if you're if you're an elite edge rusher and you have the Buckeyes on your list, it's kind of like, okay, like who do we move on to? Because that kid's not coming here, right? He's going to go to Columbus. Yeah, and I mean, when Larry Johnson dials your phone or pops up on Zoom or texts you, like, you got to listen. Like, if anybody's ever had a chance to just listen to him talk or had a conversation with him, he's just like, he is a defensive line guru. Just like watching him teach, listening to other coaches talk about the way he teaches. It's on another level. And his the proof is kind of in the draft. Like, the best edge rushers in college football the last half decade have all come out of Columbus. Like, you could argue some of the best edge rushers in the NFL right now are still coming out of Columbus. And even, like, guys you don't think about off the edge, like, get drafted late in the later rounds. Maybe not those star players like Chase Young or Joey Bosa, but, like, he puts people in the league. And if you're a defensive end and Ohio State calls your number, like, you got to think long and hard about that one, even if you're from Dallas, Texas, like Amari is. Yeah, Larry Johnson. I mean, if he's like the Godfather, right? Like, if if he if he extends his hand out, you have to kiss the pinky ring. Like, you have to. It's it's a must. <laughs> um, so, mo- moving on to the number five preseason team, the Georgia Bulldogs. Speaking of elite edge rushers, this would definitely qualify as that. Eni White, number thirty nine overall in the composite, one of the top prospects we've seen out of the Philly area in quite some time, and another player that I think when you look at schematic fit and when you look at what that. D- defense is producing in recent years. Uh, Obviously, what Kirby Smart is able to do and kind of think up in his mind, uh, Enai White would fit the mold exactly to a T of what the Georgia Bulldogs want off that edge. Yeah, and Georgia Georgia doesn't have a shortage of options. I know they've been kind of uh, bleeding five-star recruits recently in the 22 class, but they're going to they're going to land their shares we saw every cycle. And a guy like Anai would be a really big part of that. Obviously from Philadelphia where Kirby Smart's had a lot of success with guys like DeAndre Swift, Mark Webb, they even landed Tyke Smith, the uh transfer from West Virginia and All-American at safety. So they have a lot of kind of production in that Philadelphia area in the past to kind of sell to an eye. But I'm curious, what is it about him that you feel like is such a good scheme fit for Georgia when you think about some of the uh, defensive ends they've had recently? I I think of his development curve, right? And like what we project him to be. I think right now he's not a finished product by any means. You look at his frame and you look at his upside physically. And and this is a player I, I think who could fill out, already has the twitchiness has the length has that speed and georgia doesn't need those instant impact players right like there are other teams some of those maybe lower in the top 25 or some of those teams that are trying to contend for conference championships but georgia's thinking bigger georgia's going for that culture ball playoff spot and they've got enough depth they've got enough bodies and they've got enough older players that anini white can go there and you know learn and develop and i i feel like he's the the perfect high upside player uh, you know still elite still in that five-star range, but not a player that you have to throw in there right away and 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 kind of expose him to that level until he's ready. So I, when you think of that type of fit, I think that's what that's what I mean. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. And I feel like 
it's it'd be a perfect marriage. And so we're, we're kind of breaking down the must gets. But when I think about it from Eni White standpoint, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, Georgia, the fit there, that's that's what makes sense to me. And, and I feel like that's why he would be such a high high player on this on this board for the Georgia Bulldogs. We're not going to go through the whole top 20, but uh, I did want to invite people over to 24-7 Sports to check out this article. Chris Hummer wrote, the must get recruit for every preseason top 20 team. It's a great look uh, from a national perspective at some of the top players and, and some that you know these schools will now have to target as the official visits have opened up. One that I thought was was kind of surprising, and um, I, I guess, you know, I don't know if you can really qualify this as a must-get, I guess in my opinion, would be Xavier Nuamka. He's the number one rated player in the state of Iowa. And, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're setting some really lofty goals if you're the Iowa Hawkeyes and, and, and I guess that fan base, if you have him as a must-get. I mean, this is a player who has a ton of offers, Ohio State, the LSUs, you know, some of the, the big name schools. And, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to call him a must get because if you don't get him, you know, it, it, I think the odds are greater that you're not going to get the number one rated safety in the country than, than they are. Yeah. And I, I consulted with all of our kind of team site writers and really a deep stable of recruiting experts in the 24 seven sports kind of group. And Sean Bach, one of the writers at uh, Iowa 247 pointed out Xavier's the musket, not necessarily because he has to land in Iowa city because it does feel more unlikely than not that he won't because of the offers that you talked about earlier, but what it would mean for Iowa to kind of land a prospect of his caliber in state Iowa like, I think people forget how good Iowa's been over the years at producing kind of NFL talent. Like, you just think about even recently, they had Amir Smith go in the draft. They've had a ton of DBs over the years. Armani Hooker, more recently, kind of gets selected. And Iowa has a lot to sell in terms of development. And then AJ Epinesa, right? They've done it before. Yeah. It, it's happened, right? They've had the number one player, the the local legacy, the the player that had the offer from all over the country, and they were still they were still able to land him, and he obviously made a, an instant impact on his way to the NFL. Another thing I wanted to point out before we go, Chris Harold Perkins on this list twice. Uh, Texas A&M, he's their must get, uh, and I think I saw him on LSU's li- as uh, LSU's list as the as the number one must get. Uh, that's going to be an interesting battle because he's one of the best linebackers in the country. Absolutely. I think Harold Perkins is probably the most sought after linebacker in the Lone Star State since Malik Jefferson, maybe in like 2015, 2016. Um, I was I was kind of in the middle of that Malik Jefferson battle. I covered that back in the day and it got really heated as a Texas kind of Texas A&M head to head competition. I'd say Harold Perkins is more of a three way uh, battle with maybe a couple other teams slipping in late between Texas A&M, Texas and LSU. Obviously, we have Texas A&M and LSU as the must-get for Harold. I don't think the Aggies signed a linebacker last cycle, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, So they really need to bring in an instant impact linebacker in this class, somebody who can bolster the depth for a defense that is getting kind of wrecking crew uh, number two vibes out here in uh, Texas. I think even Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, which is kind of like the godfather of Texas Football Magazines here, had AM's defense on the cover with that wrecking crew kind of label. So... A&M is loading up there and Harold Perkins would kind of be the next addition for that. As for LSU, they've kind of like, despite 
their success with Devin White and that national championship in 2019, they haven't really had an impact linebacker, uh, at least the last year. They added a uh, transfer from Clemson this offseason who's going to step in right away, play in the middle of Mike Jones. But they're going to need somebody with Mike likely off to the NFL after this year to kind of take his place in the middle. And we kind of view Harold Perkins as kind of the perfect middle linebacker slash off-ball fit in this kind of new age linebacker mold. So for LSU to kind of take him out of Texas would be huge. Harold Perkins, the number one rated linebacker in the country, number 14 overall, regardless of position in the 2022 class, according to the composite. Both votes right now, it should be noted, to the Texas A&M Aggies in the crystal ball. Chris, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much. All right. That is Chris Hummer. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. He's a national college football writer and transfer portal guru for 247sports.com. Again, this is a phenomenal piece. I invite everyone to go check it out over at 247sports.com. The must-get recruit for every preseason top 20 team. That will do it for us. Check back later this week for another episode of the 247 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. 